Just as good, isn't it? J. Cole. But why would you want to listen to J. Cole when you can listen to me and Matt? So I'm going to I'm gonna cut across you there, Jay. Welcome back to Foul Throw. Uh, we're back for the second episode, two weeks in a row, so we are consistent. We are very consistent. <laughs> well, Matt. you say this now, we'll see by Christmas how, how <laughs> no, hard we get along. No, that's not the attitude. We're going to be consistent this year. We're going to bring loads of content. And I suppose, excitingly, we're not just talking about football today for everyone. We're talking about a bit more of a serious subject. Um, so last week it was Mental Health Week. Yes, it was. Um, or Mental Health Day, I think, was last week. Yeah. I th- I want to say that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good point. And um, it raised lots of debates we saw on Twitter and stuff like that. And it got a, lot, got a lot of awareness. And for a podcast that we've spoken about football 100% of the time on every podcast we've ever done and that's all we talked about yeah we've sort of dehumanised ourselves I think and talking about United and Arsenal last week for me was like well we're just talking about football now we're not just being structured talk about the league talk about money like I thought last week it, um, so we just obviously spoke about Man United and Arsenal and it was quite it was just chilled it was yeah. nice not having a structure it wasn't yeah. structured like this is what this is so we thought it'd be a perfect time to bring in other subjects into this like we've we've got stuff planned like we're going to do a fifa podcast yeah we've got fifa we've got plenty of stuff haven't we? so it's going to be a bit, bit more relaxed and this week we're going to talk about mental health because it's such a massive thing nowadays um me and matt personally have had experiences of it yeah so we're going to talk about that and and talk about maybe going forward uh progressively and also tying it into sport so yeah, sounds good. Should be good. You, you want to kickstart this? Whole yeah, kickstart us off. It's a, I mean, it's a difficult topic to talk about as as always. I think especially to, for yeah, it's weird to go into. It's just like right. Yeah, <laughs> hang on. It was about mental health yeah. and all the stuff that's happened in which, all our lives, which is a thing in itself. It's like why is it weird to talk about? Because if yeah. if you're like, oh, how was your week? Oh, I really hurt my ankle. Really, you know, really did my leg in on the weekend playing football. I'd be yeah. like, oh, that's annoying. But no one's gonna be like, oh, I had a really bad day. On yeah, I was just like super down. Like yeah. didn't want to do anything. It's a bit like oh. Yeah, it's, oh, it's like a t- it's a taboo, isn't it? So, like, you know. so what me and Matt are gonna do is we're gonna fucking break that stick, man. Oh, right here, okay, right well. now. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll knock that down. <laughs> time down. Um, so Matt's gonna talk us through. Yes. All and right. Be progressive. So I've written a few notes. Yeah. Admittedly, I don't know how far we'll actually get with the notes to see how structured it is, but okay. I just plan just to sort of rant and just talk about our own experiences. Yes. So, how do you start a podcast like this? Um, I think for everyone, it's a difficult um. topic. Yeah. Uh, especially me. I've had anxiety from since about like primary school age. Like that's when I sort of mm. mainly noticed it. Um, and I, I always, at that age, it was just me worrying about football. So I played yeah. for a football team. Funny enough, I'm a media member, me- media, me- media member of their oh, club no. at the moment. Yeah, I know. We won't <laughs> I get shot for it anyway. Um, so I used to play for them on a Saturday and I used to, and with all my friends and et cetera. Yeah. And I used to worry so much I couldn't, couldn't do anything like and it's sort of trans trans you know transitioned along to how i live my life now is that mm. i'm a bit of a worrier i found out later down the line when i speak to my mum and dad about it that they were they were big heavy worriers as well so yeah. i don't know if that is genetic or genetic, it is yeah. I, I, I don't know if i actually don't know but mm. that's unfortunately something that it's just me <laughs> it's just yeah. it's what i do I think everyone Natural. who knows me knows that i like overthink everything mm-hmm. i'm just a bit of a big worrier like I can't yeah. just care too much. That's not like an asshole comment, but you know, <laughs> no, that's the way it is, isn't, thing, it? isn't it? Um, and at football, I was more of the player. We'll move it just quickly to football. Yeah. I'm more of the player that you sort of needed to have, like 
your arm around and like support mm. and not be shouted at. Because if it's like a drill sergeant, I do not cope well with that. No. It's like driving and stuff like that. Like I do not need an instructor that's going to shout at me and oh, no, no, expect no. to intimidate me that way. No. I know that's, that suits certain people, but it just doesn't for me. I just really hate it. Yeah. Um, and it, it's hard to sort of see, okay, where are the sort of big pinpoints? And oh, I, I just had a thought that I saw a stat or it was a, an idea that for example, if you live with your mum, like although through your life, uh, live with your mum and like not your dad, yeah. you more you think you're a bit more like sensitive and emotionally emotionally aware. I right. And I'd also like to point out quickly, I have a fantastic family. I have a great support oh, system, cool. and that that that's amazing. But I didn't know if just because I I live with my mum for um or basically most of all my most of my life, just mm. her, that is that why I'm quite sensitive? I, you know, I take things to heart really, like quite a lot and those sorts of things. Is that just the maybe, way maybe. I'm nurtured? It's like, because that's the whole debate of nature-nurture, isn't it? It's like, exactly natural things, but then when we're growing up, we're, we're very much influenced by what's around us. So yeah. you've got a good point. So there. I didn't know if that was, that sort of like shaped me into how I was meant to be. So it, I got through primary school um, and obviously I got this anxiety playing football because yeah. I didn't want to make a mistake. I didn't want to be the one that let the team down. Yeah. And because I was worrying so much about it, it ended up like I would then make mistakes. Yeah, you'd think about it too much. And in the environment I was in, especially in the first club I played for, I hated it because, mm. I don't know, society's in a way that, you know, everyone's got their own friendship groups and it's all like this. And I just didn't really understand. Like, I just didn't really click very well with everyone. With... I got along with people, mm. but, you know, I, I always wanted to make sure that, you know, people thought of me quite highly. I, I, I kind of just yeah. care a bit too much what people think, which I think is quite a natural thing yeah so i got through primary school a bit you know a bit worried and stuff mm. and so my mum would like you know my mum was like okay well, what can we do in like the mornings to like make sure you're like not worrying about football yeah. on saturday and i think oh, i went through like having like fizzy drinks before games just to, like getting the you know energy boost yeah, like J- j2o's you know that sort of stuff yeah. <laughs> so we went through all that still kind of worried i just didn't enjoy my football and at the mm. end of the day I'm, what, year six, year five, and I was not enjoying football. What's the point? Yeah. So I eventually, you got to six, you got to secondary school, mm. massive. It's got loads, loads of kids. Yeah. And my anxiety was, you know, it was okay. And then as you got to find out where you're sort of put in society, especially in those sorts of years, that's when my social anxiety started going through the roof. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, You've got like a football lot. You've got like the girl, you know, the high profile girls, you know, like, yeah. you know, like the the structure. Oh yeah, the hierarchy. Everyone has the hierarchy, like, come on, it yeah, is a thing. Shittiest thing in the 100% world. 100% is a thing. Yeah. And you know, what what's cool and what's, you know, yeah. the trends and 100%. whatever it be. So I was always quite worried, you know, where I'd fit in and stuff. I just generally was. Hmm. And it ended up that I was, I mean, I was quite a, I don't want to back myself. I was quite a nice guy. Just like, I didn't want to say anything to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. I was like, whenever anyone would like talk shit to me, I would be like, you know, like, I'll oh, face the other way. That's how I was brought up. It was that, yeah. you know, if you're going to talk crap or whatever at football or I'm mm. just going to ignore it and take the high road. And, you know, it affected me mentally because I didn't want to speak to my mum and dad about it because, you know, mm. uh, we'll talk about this in a minute, but I'm, I like to bottle up all my emotions. Yeah. I think that's something Probably. maybe you'll talk about in a minute as well. Oh, but, yeah. you know, I kept it all inside mm. and I found that really tough to deal with yeah. because... I was, you know, I was like, okay, like, why are you like this? And you're not getting, you know, there's no, there's no karma. Mm. You're just there and you're just talking crap, making me, making me up my day, my day feel worse. Yeah. And I was like, I oh, know, what, what can I do? It sort of ended up that I then made new friend. Uh, friends was never really an issue because mm. I think you've had, um, you've seen a couple of my friends come down. and You've met oh, a few of my friends. Um, 
and it ended up that I was then in this group, but due to where society was, people would just, you know, just be assholes and stuff. And that's mm. just life, isn't it? Yeah, especially in so, secondary school. So it ended up that I was, I was obviously in like the, the main uh, Soul Tash team where I'm from. Mm. Uh, and I was getting bullied. Um, it was mainly sort of like family-wise. And again, I always, as the only male in my house, yeah. I felt the need to sort of like, you know, I'm not going to have to go to talk to my mum about it. I'm just going to keep bottling it up. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm using this as my own therapy. <laughs> I'm going to just continue to just bottle this up and I'll deal with it my way. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I didn't want to make a th- you know, a fuss of things and yeah. make myself feel worse. But I kind of just did because I you know, bottled it up. And mm-hmm. what happens when you bottle it up? Obviously, you know. It comes out in the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So this continued to happen. I then changed football teams, which I was a lot happier with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got to become like captain of that team. We had like, just with all all my best friends in that team, and it was so cool. And it was just like, yes, this is this is this is the, the people I want to surround myself with. Mm. And we, you know, we won. Oh, we like our team was crap. Like our team was like bad. <laughs> like we were like bottom league, but you know, it's we tried. We tried, and it's all that counts. You know, if I could go back and try and enjoy my football a bit more, I would. And that's yeah. something I kind of regret. And that's kind of when I have a son, or you know, touch with that happens. Mm. I wouldn't, and if they get into football, or if it's a girl and they get into football, I wouldn't want their um, their time to be like, you know, look back on it and be like, oh, oh shit, I really should have like, yeah, pushed them to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult because if you're a parent, how do you get involved in these sorts of matters? Yeah, it's a big debate nowadays. Is like parents getting too involved with yeah. football, and like you're going to be a footballer, you need to do this, you need to do that. And Lineker's like quite an advocate. I was listening to his podcast. Got an advocate of just being like, let the kids play, let yeah. them have fun with it. Like, you don't want to ruin it for them. So it found out that my mum found out this. You know, this kid was bullying me. And he was actually he was in my uh, original football team. Then he actually joined the second team I was on. Yeah. Um, and my mum like found out that it sort of came out in. I spoke to my dad about it. I was like, you know, I'm not happy with this. My dad came down, like spoke to the, um, one of, you know one of the like leaders in the school and sort of said, you know, I don't want my son getting bullied, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Standard precautions. Obviously, jack shit happened to him. So, like, you know, there's no, at the end of the day, they're not the school aren't going to do anything mm. just because it's not physical doesn't mean it's not like you know you can't. It's not mental. It was constant every day, every lunchtime, every break time. It was comments, 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 and it's just degrading. And at that age, when you don't really know how to like process things, yeah, you don't know in the right place. Wrong. So I just found that really, really tough. Mm. And especially then, my mum obviously found out and then made a comment to to him. It was a general comment that mm. the guy was just being an asshole. My mum just like just like kind of kicked back to him. Yeah. And then that was then used against me. So it's like, you know, all these things, like all about my mum uh, mm. and stuff like this. And I was like, fuck, like how the hell do I deal with this? Mm. Honestly, like it's just grim. And if I knew what I knew now, I'd have then reached out and I'd have sort, you know, tried to find out all these solutions to this issue. Yeah. So in a way that kind of shaped me to then go, hang on a minute, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not to the punching bag that you're just gonna mm-hmm. have a go at me because whatever. So... Again, I found that really tough. My anxiety was awful, awful. Mm. Um, so then we progressed, what, yeah, through like year nine, year 10. I was still getting quite bad social anxiety. And especially because you're trying to fit in like the food chain, the hierarchy of, of you know, the school. It is a very confusing time. You know, people, people start going to parties and things like this. I've got, I've got a drunk story I have to tell you. Uh, oh, actually, no, you've seen the video, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I went to the year, year 10 party. How, how it's the radiator. How, how, yeah, it is. How old are you when you're year eight, year uh, 10? I'm like 16, 15. Yeah, 15, 16, whatever. I went to this party. I said to my mum, trust me, I'll be absolutely fine. 
I then kind of gave into like social peer pressure and like had this like Southern Comfort whiskey and I just got fucked. Yeah. It was bad, like bad. <laughs> um, like I hit head against a radiator, it's actually on film. It's so. a great video. Well, if anyone wants to watch it, <laughs> yeah. ping us a message. Follow, yeah, it's follow hilarious. my priv on Instagram, yeah. quick plug. It's, it's hilarious. So that was really bad. I just dealt with it. And it was weird because I knew I knew I'd let my mum and dad down like massively. Mm. Like um, I got a phone call from my dad in the next morning. So I like, blacked out from that point in the night, yeah. woke up on the floor. My mum's there. My One of my best friends, his mum's also there just looking at me and I'm like, this, this night this has not gone not well. Gone, no, absolutely disaster. Then I spoke to my dad and that's like probably the worst phone call I've ever had. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you get the, you know, lesson learned, but it was, mm. it was uh, bad. I've had that. And, and that sort of, that sort of, I tried to like, sh- not show off, but I tried to um, find a way to sort of fit in. Mm-hmm. And then I got, and then I came back to school and everything was like, oh, well done. Like, you know, you sort of then praised for it. It's like, hang on a minute, that shouldn't actually be the case. Mm-hmm. So it's weird how society uh, uh, plays an impact onto like mental health and how it forces you to do sort of for certain things and think a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it was totally irresponsible. You know? mm-hmm. I'm very lucky that it didn't go. Yeah. More pear-shaped. Yeah. So I go through, keep going through, uh, six form whatever. And I was getting really, like, this anxiety was bad. Mm. Like, and, you know, you, you start to have these, th- th- these thoughts that you like, you know, I will, if I see, like, um, two positives and a negative, I'll always look at the negative. Oh, yeah. I think that's quite common in our society, especially. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I found a- anything. I... I still get it now when you think that you know you're not good enough or these sorts mm. all these sorts of thoughts and things. And I found that really, really difficult. Re- like mm. it was bad. I just go home and I got a sick woman. I just used to come home and sleep. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think sleeping's a good mechanism to sort of deal with these sorts of issues. Like I think it's fine. You, you know, you can nap and not yeah, have, yeah, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone needs a nap. But. Everyone needs a good a good nap, power nap. But but um, <laughs> I started finding life was just difficult. Yeah. Again. I had a very good situation at home. Everything was fine mm-hmm. that way. So it wasn't, that wasn't the issue, but I think it was just fitting into the school society that I've really, really struggled with. Okay. And it's hard to, you know, if, uh, so I don't live with my dad. Mm-hmm. So if, if, he, if he calls, I'm not going to go, yeah, dad, I want to speak about this, this, this. Yeah. It's all like, you know, speak about the positives, speak about football. We got, a, we get on so well about along about like sport and these yeah, sorts of things. Like, yeah. it's just like, so when did you notice it was like scientific? Right, this is angry. Um, I nice. got it. I went to the doctors. I kind of like broke down like yeah. with my mum. Mm. I was, um, there was this summer. Was it summer? And it was like um, April time. That my mum my wasn't very well. She got diagnosed with cancer and that sort of stuff. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I'm, not, oh, I'm not good either. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I need to take a set out of like sixth form and stuff. Because I would just end up missing lessons because... I couldn't face the anxiety. It, yeah. So I had a teacher uh, for one of my courses and she'd literally have fun picking on me. Right. And I used to hate it mm-hmm. because I'm not a good public speaker. I think I'm better now. I think the thing we do on the podcast oh, makes yeah. it a lot, a lot easier to speak about things. But yeah, it was bad because I hated it. I was like, why, am I, why would I go in if I'm just going to, one, make a mistake or whatever, you know, make a fool of myself. People mm-hmm. then are going to have a go at me for that. And it's just a lot of pressure just to like sit and learn yeah. a subject. So I didn't know what to do. I honestly didn't. I was thinking, you have all these thoughts, don't you? I think mm-hmm. in your brain when you sat there overthinking things, as I said, I overanalyze everything. I'm always questioning why I'm not good enough and all these situations. 
and I'm sat there and I was thinking, what the heck? What what the heck have I got to offer here? You know, and you, you everyone has the dark thoughts, like, mm-hmm. and I don't think it really gets touched on, like, you know, like, let's say I did, like, did do something stupid or, you know, mm. how would that impact me? And, you know, what have I, what have I got to offer here that no one else can and whatever. Mm. And then it hit me that, okay, I'll see a doctor. So I got some medication, like basic ones and stuff. And I felt that was a step forward in the right direction. Yeah. So I'd heavily advise if you are sort of struggling at some point, go speak to someone, 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, so I, I had a couple of friends around my house. It was uh, yeah, two of my best mates at the time. We got a message pinged through on our phone. And it's saying that, oh, did you see the article? I was like, what article? It's like in the big like year chat. And it's of one of... One of... um. I don't want to say close friends, but he played he played football with me and he was in my maths class. We always joked. He was an Arsenal fan as well. We always joked like right. about Wenger and all this sorts of thing. Like Van Persie. It was like the Vampire time Van Persie oh, had moved yeah, and United. all this stuff. Yeah. And um, we unfortunately lost him because oh, okay. he, yeah. Oh, you know the Tamar Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Not- yeah, notorious with our school as well. Yeah. yeah. So that incident all went down where he unfortunately passed away. And it was a shock. Like, yeah. I've never dealt with, at that stage, I've never dealt with, like, family death or friends' death or these sorts of things. Yeah, it's a big thing. And we then had, like, assemblies and all these traumatic sort of talks and stuff. And he sort of, um, great, great, great person. He really, really mm. was. Oh, blooming hell. Um, and his dad came in with his two younger brothers to give us, like, a talk. Right. And it was just a tear fest. Like it was imagine. like... Because it appeared that he'd sort of like, you know, kept all these things sort of to himself and mm. whatever. And I just thought... No better person to speak about it than the parents. Oh, Jesus. Like, it was... In an impactful sense, I suppose. Yeah. And it was tough. Because I was like... I I then... It's a bit, a bit selfish of me to uh, compare it. But I was like, okay, I'd had some, you know, thoughts that, you know... Should I really be here and all this sort of stuff? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's difficult. And then for actually to see it and how it impacted everyone, I don't want to say that changed my, you know, changed my point of view, but it was a, it, it made it real. Yeah. And for someone, you know, I played football with, big football interest with, and he was just overall just a fantastic person. Mm. And for that, you know, you don't know if you suffered, you don't know if that person is suffering or not. Yeah, no, it's hard. It's, and to deal with, you know, I think he had a girlfriend at the time and all these other situations. I think it's inappropriate if I talk about any too, any too much more extent. Mm. Yeah. However, you know, it, it hit home and I was like, it was just tough. I so I've, to see it in the paper as well. And it's like, yeah, it's like it becomes real, doesn't it? Ah, oh, blimey now. It is difficult. Not good. It's, so that, that sort of was a, I don't want to say pivotal part, but it was a, p- a main point when I'm looking at my mental health sort of, arc and sort of yeah it's like okay this is not ideal Mm. so i continued on this medication i to be honest i don't think it did really really do much it was more of a placebo i thought too fair but Mm. because you you do sort of wonder because i was only on like the first first or second set of medication they were on Mm. and i was thinking okay see how it goes see how it goes take it every day whatever and i then sort of one one split second i was like this conscious decision that okay i'm gonna be trying 
the people I was speaking to were saying, oh, come on, you can't be as negative. Because I was ne very, very negative, negative way of thinking. And this is kind of how we, we have it as a running comment about positive vibes and, shit and stuff like that. <laughs> Jordan vibes. But it, uh, it literally is, is that me and my friends, we kept saying it just as a, a, a way of just, you know, making sure we stay positive. <laughs> saying positive vibes does not mean you think you mean. Does not mean you're talking positive, but it's just a, you know, a constant reminder. Yeah, and it's sort of ingrained to, okay, you know, it's, it's not all doom and gloom. So we do, I think you probably recognise now that I say it quite a lot. And so it's now Tom and, you know, it just picks yeah, up, doesn't it? Words. Positive Jordans. <laughs> positive Jordan Ibes is the, is the yeah, link Tom Jordan made to it, which I think is quite funny. But, Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, so that was obviously very difficult. And the way that I sort of found I could deal with these sorts of issues was that I go for walks. So I go for walks, have music in. I think this is what it helps with music as well, that it's quite therapeutic. And, you know, sometimes it says a lot of things that you agree with, but you don't actually have to say it yourself. Because I'm finding this, I've got a bit of a lump in the back of my throat because I find it quite hard to talk about. Mm. And especially to my parents, that was... Yeah, that's the big one. Like all my dad and my mum and everyone, they they want me to, you know, be have do what I, you know, be as happy as I can. And if I can't come and speak to them, I just find it really difficult. Mm. Like, I've got a lump in the back of my throat to be able to tell them oh, I, like, I actually really am suffering and yeah but that's like the big step we're talking about like it is difficult to talk about and then like, that's why it's important to talk about because if it's something difficult to talk about there's a reason for that yeah and, and it isn't just like uh terms like depression because you know i was depressed especially for that sort of period of time between yeah i want to say first you know all of sixth form to like before i came to uni because i didn't know if i was going to go to uni or whatever i was going to do mm. and that's where i think Myself moving out of Soltash is probably the best thing I did mm. because I just sort of pushed myself because I was a bit too, not comfortable, but, you know, yeah, I was in a situation where I could have, you know, just done nothing. Yeah. And mm. so I, uh, I ended up dropping out uh, the second half of sixth form in the second year because uh, my mum was obviously ill. I was ill. So I took some time off. Mm -hmm. I continued to work at Waitrose for what I had on the side, which was good because it helped my social anxiety, dealing with loads of people. So, funnily enough, that was actually a saving grace. Mm -hmm. So I was, ha I was happy with that. I would just, you know, just kept working. And but whenever I'd see people from school, you know, I feel guilty that I, would, you know, if I didn't go and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I used to lie to my mum, and it just felt like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like saying, you know, you know, when you got to get like go to your mum and say, yeah, I'm not feeling very well, or oh yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> so it's just like I just couldn't face it. It was crippling. Like, how do you explain that? Oh yeah, my anxiety is absolutely through the roof. I actually don't want to do anything today. I just want to sit and sleep mm -hmm. because I can't really face cool. anything. I can't look online. I can't face anything. Mm -hmm. There's so much is expected of you or you think in your head it's expected of you to yeah. just go with whatever society's um, telling, you to, telling you to do with a social hierarchy and what's cool, what's not. Yeah, it's like you need a, a, like a, a voice telling you like, no, actually just take some time off. Just look after yourself. Exactly. Whereas you feel like the, all the voices are, why aren't you in uni today? Why aren't you... Exactly, yeah. You get a message in the chat or you know, a yeah. message from a teacher. That, oh, yeah. I was dreading opening my emails. I was like, oh, God, I hope there's nothing in here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I think as I grew up and you sort of become more aware, you understand that, okay, it's not you, it's not just you. No. And, that, you know, still look after, obviously look after yourself. That's the main priority. Mm -hmm. But you're not the only one in this. No. And there are plenty of issues absolutely everywhere where there are kids going through the exact same thing as you. Mm -hmm. So I found that I like, Social anxiety, I, you know, I still have it. Uh, it's just trying finding ways of dealing with it, mm -hmm. whether it would be sort of you know, going for walks, just taking time out, yeah, 
you know, doing exercise or this, you know, these sorts of things. Yeah. And I'm not, um, I'm not cured. <laughs> let's put it, that, no, let's no. put it that way. We still have many up and down days. Like I didn't yeah. feel very well last week. Um, on when was it? Th- uh, not last Thursday. Yeah, I think it actually was last Thursday. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just can't do anything. Like, I've got like a condition with my stomach that just makes it like IBS. So it makes, doesn't make it very good either. No. And it's it's just so negative. Mm. And for example, if I have like a nine a.m., I've always been like, especially for exams school sixth form uh uni if i've got a really if i've got an early start i'll worry 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 not be able to sleep very well mm. and then wake up and i'm so tired yeah like so tired and i just feel drained and i can't do anything i'm thinking what on earth, what on earth like yeah, well, how's this happen why is my mind my mind doesn't shut off mm-hmm. and i think it's it's an incredibly difficult thing to sort of deal with mm-hmm. there's a just on the point you just made about like it's not gone away. Yeah, I've read. There's a great author. I don't know if anyone's. A lot of people are reading him now. He's called Matt Haig. Yeah. On Instagram, uh, Twitter, everything. He's brilliant. Everyone give him a follow. Um, I bought his book ages ago. Um, and then actually my mum bought another one of his called Reasons to Stay Alive. Yeah. Which is a bit of a morbid title, but he's like it's about that. He suffers as well with anxiety and depression, and. Like one of his quotes is like, he's like, it's never going to go away. Like it's never, you can't cure no. mental illness. But what what you can do is you can either like be proactive in helping it or you can be negative towards it. Like you can suffer from it and become a victim to it. Yes. Or you can, you know, get the help, realize what it is and treat it like an injury or an illness. Because yeah. that's what it is at the end of the day. Like I agree. I totally agree with you. He's, yeah, he's brilliant. Just, yeah, just as a little thing there before uh, I forget. <laughs> And so, so let's go, we'll quickly go back to when I hadn't sort of spoke to my mum and dad about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still haven't had like a proper sit down chat really with like my dad really on this sort of topic either. Like mm-hmm. really, cause I, you know, I find it quite tough. Yeah. Like speaking to my mum and dad about it is like the worst thing. I spoke to my dad a little bit about it. I spoke to my mum about it a bit, yeah. but the more confidence I've gained just from uh, being at university and doing all these, you know, being living on my own and all these sorts of things, yeah. it makes myself more confident that I can go and help. I can advise people what to sort of look out for, and that if it is an issue, you can mm-hmm. sort of get it. You know, I've been there, <laughs> yeah. And so my best friend, at the, uh, my well, my best friend still to this day, I I found it. He was the first person I spoke to about it, mm-hmm. and I was like, mate, I'm in like real, real trouble, and. He, it's not he didn't understand because I think that's that's the wrong word, but he hadn't been in the same situation. He hadn't gone through that, mm-hmm. uh, so I know he wanted to help with every inch and every bone of his body, but he couldn't sort of you know sympathize. You know, like he couldn't mm-hmm. empathize. He couldn't put himself in my shoes and what mm-hmm. these sorts of things. Yeah, he could sympathize but not empathize. Yes, that, there you yeah. go. That's the there's the there's the word. Yeah, and. No, that wasn't helpful because it was helpful just being able to sort of like speak up about it. Mm. But, you know, yeah, I de- and then for my friends later down the line, my, my friend's just uh, done so well. He's gone to university and all these sorts of things. And I've had so many friends like break, you know, move out of Saltash, go and do like, go to all these universities, have like a sick time. It's unbelievable. It's so, I'm so proud of them as well mm-hmm. because because I'd spoken up a little bit in the chat about, how I felt and my own mental health. They then felt comfortable to then speak to me about it. Yeah. And so then we could have discussions where we sort of, we come on, we're like, we knew where we stand and we know the what going through sort of these issues are. Mm-hmm. 
So that's been so nice. And the fact that I've got family members that I'm the oldest in my generation, like of in my family, yeah. of my life, yeah, my generation. Um, so I've got cousins and brothers and sisters and stuff. And I want to be, you know, the person that they can come to and talk to if they have issues, if they don't want to talk to their parents about it, if they don't want to talk to these people, mm. because I'm more than happy to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I might waffle on a little bit, but I'll get there, I'll get there as <laughs> slow as I can. Um, and that's what I'm just happy with. Yeah. I'm happy with that I'm Good able to, to talk about this this topic, especially, and I'm happy to talk about it. Good when journey. You, when yeah. we said that we were going to talk to a mental health podcast, I was like, yes. Because mm-hmm. not only can we... Five years ago, I'd have been like... Exactly. Yeah. Mate, I'd, five years ago, where was I five years ago? Exactly. Yeah. Absolute state. What, I've been exactly. 17? Exactly. And yeah. it doesn't help with you know, puberty and everything's changing and you know your emotions are a bit all over the place. Yeah. And I'm still like very you know sensitive and that sort of, sort of guy. Mm-hmm. But I just found it, I'm in a much happier place mentally than I was. It doesn't mean yeah. you're not going to have bad dates because I think oh, bad days happen, yeah, don't they? They do. But so do good days. So yeah. uh, I'm so excited to go be able to see my dad and uh, my stepmother, my stepsister and my half-brother at the weekend. So that would be really nice. Really nice. Positive vibes. Positive vibes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm just trying to take it one step at a time mm-hmm. and make sure I look after myself because... Yep. Primarily. That's really important. That's something I've gathered and that's yeah. and, uh, i'm also in a position where i can talk to other people about it and just feel confident yeah because i know what i've been through and no one's gonna i know i know i now don't care if you judge me on that like mm-hmm. i you, you know i've, I've embraced it mm-hmm. like yeah i have suffered with anxiety depression and all this sorts of topics and still get bad anxiety <laughs> like mm-hmm. trust me mm-hmm. if, if you put me in front of a, like a tv camera like a microphone and said all right go present this i'm like yeah what well shit <laughs> like <laughs> what, what am i doing here and, you know if you go to a party and it, i'm a little bit oh, okay yeah come on we'll go but you know as soon yeah. as you see me cracking open the corona and cutting the limes it's, it's all good. over it's all good so <laughs> it's all good it's all good um yeah you just got to surround yourself with positivity exactly friends we, good people we came advice. to uni and so the four boys the, uh, the other four boys so ed joe tom and sam they were all sort of like friends like quite quickly yeah. at the start so i sort of came into this group we were, we were all on the campus joe was yeah. in town and he'd drive up and stuff we were all like this literally two minute walk away from each other so we were like this four yeah group and matt was, in, matt was in Truro. <laughs> yeah oh, what if it been disaster we, ba- we barely ever saw him yeah so it was and quite a struggle first year second year that will change because we all moved houses and then yeah. matt moved house and we all sort of like yeah we became a we lot lost, of, we lost a lot of sports journalists on the way yeah hang on <laughs> we started the sports journalist course uh, with like nine, nine ten people nine of us, yeah and that was five that's five and now we are the game of throwings so I'd exactly. say it's worked out for them. Yeah, it worked out pretty pretty darn well. <laughs> and I think with how social media is now, it's, hmm, I don't know how to phrase this. It's quite, it, I don't want to say it's easy, but you can talk about so you can talk about mental health a bit uh, easier. Yeah, Twitter, I'd say. And I wonder how my own mental health would have dealt with that if I knew it was, if I knew it was there. Mm. Does that, does it, it sounds bad that it's only like five years ago that if I had these sorts of uh, outlets to, to speak on. But then again, I'm still the guy that's going to bottle it up and I'm sure other people are going to be the yep. people to bottle it up and not want to talk about their family to their, uh, you know, talk to their family about their own feelings and... Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, if you really, you know, if you're struggling, feel, honestly, t- speaking to your best friend or one of your friends that you trust mm-hmm. is, you know, over like a McDonald's or over whatever, you know, FIFA game, whatever it yeah. would be, it's one of the best things you can do. I Honestly, trust me. Big weight off the shoulders, I think. Yeah. I felt Big so much better. Yeah. 
and it it's integral and just so important mm. for you. Yeah, cleansing, cleansing. It's, and I don't want to say the event of you know um, my friend, you know my friend losing his life was, in you know where would I would I still be you know be here or whatever. Mm. Yeah, you know, the stupid what ifs that you sort of ask in your head, you know, all these you know triggers mm. and whatever. Yeah. But it really really made you think, yeah. and it was that was so tough. So tough. Right. Well, let's get some stats up, shall we? Yeah, get some stats up because on topic. Because this is stupidly. Uh, scary. Yeah, the, this the, is ridiculous. The, right? the stats on these sorts of things are just. Um, it's just shocking, isn't it? Right. So in 2018, there were 6,507 suicides in the UK. Um, that's 11.2 deaths per 100,000 people. Yeah. Um, which is a significantly higher rate than 2017, and it's the first increase since 2013. Um, three quarters, so 75% of registered deaths in 2018 were men, yeah. uh, 4,903, which has been the case since the mid-90s. So since the mid-90s, there's been a 75% male suicide rate in the UK, which is just scary. And it's <sighs> why podcasts like these are can be nothing but a positive yeah i mean i don't see i don't see us us talking about our own mental mental health no there's no way there's no a negative way. absolutely no way nope. if someone could listen to it and sort of at yeah. least acknowledge that yeah you, you know like you can open up and it is yeah. you, you know you're allowed to be fragile because mm. that's what i'll talk men, about in exactly. a bit it's like that's such an important thing about you're allowed you're allowed to be open and yeah you know because i'm you know a white male mm-hmm. and because i'm quite uh sensitive and sort of you know, I'll, I'll talk about my emotions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I've got to this stage, because if you asked me five yeah. years ago, come on, Matt, talk about your emotions, talk about your feelings and stuff, I'll be like, It's emotional maturity, I think. Yeah. It's, it's like you get social maturity and how to deal with social interactions, how to deal with people and stuff. And you gain that when you get older. But, you know, there are people middle age and and higher that don't have that emotional maturity to open up. Yeah. And everyone deems it as oh, really sensitive or really you know, weak-minded. Like, it's none of that. It's literally just like, if you're emotionally mature, you would speak about how you feel with people because you're that comfortable and you've passed that barrier. Yeah. If you're not emotionally mature, maybe you won't do that because you feel a bit, like, you know, like everyone does at the starting stage of this process where you feel like, oh, I've got to bottle it up and everything. Yeah. It's a really good place to be. So it's it's emotional maturity, I think. Yeah, I, I, totally, I totally agree with you. And it's, at university, it's, I know there's help there, but mm. from my own standpoint, yeah. it's diff- it's difficult because you know if you see, it's not really the thing to do, is it, to go speak to like mm. a uh, go to the, uh, student services? That's the mm. that's the term. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It takes a, it's a big step. It's a big step. You're like, oh no, actually, I can't do this. I want to go bottle it up and mm. do this with, instead. I'll deal with it, sort of thing. But honestly, yeah. opening up is it's perfect, one of the, be- one the best, of the best things. things I've ever done I'm, I happily stand by that yeah and just being able to well I'm very proud hey <laughs> cheers <laughs> uh, how much better I felt about it and yeah. we asked a couple of people uh, to come on the podcast and I think that they'll probably come on in the future to talk about oh, their yeah. mental health and, definitely. and I think us just talking about our mental health I think it's positive yeah it's nothing nothing but nothing but a positive okay alright All right. so I'm going to cry <laughs> and break down 50-50 <laughs> but here we go so Feel free to uh, right. talk about yourself. Here. So, I've written like little bits of notes, <laughs> like, like a little yeah. notes page here. Because I, I don't that's know what I start. Like to do. Yeah, that's what like, do. yeah, it's a weird one. So, um, so like, as a kid, 
like uh, like really young, like primary school, I was I was alright. Like I was really happy. And the one thing my mum always mentions about me is like, and it's in photos and stuff. Is it's like I was a smiley, happy kid. Yeah. Like it's it's like a joke. It's like a meme. Like in every photo, it could be like any photo. I'm just smiling. I'm just like really happy smiling. Yeah. And so that became like an on joke when I was a kid. I was really happy. And then it was like probably secondary school, like year seven, eight. I was like, oh, this is. I feel a bit down at bit times. But I just thought that was just general. I thought everyone was like, oh, they get really down. But then some days you'd you'd have a bad day, and it'd be like. I should not feel this bad because then you, you talk to your friends and they're all fine and then you'd look at everyone in the playground or whatever and they're all fine. It's like, um, is there something wrong? So I was wondering, I was a bit confused. I was like, nah, it's, it's just normal. Everyone's bottles out, it's fine. Yeah. And I went, that was like year seven, eight. Uh, nine was like the first time when, I think year nine, yeah, year nine, 2013. That's where I've got my tattooed, Ark the Monkeys album. <laughs> and that's another thing. I'm not just... An Arctic Monkeys tattoo. They are my favourite band. It is my favourite album. But it's also, 2013 is the biggest year of my life, like, progressive-wise, because that was when the album came out, and that's when it started going rough. Yeah. Like, uh, a lot of, like, I lost all the, my grandparents in that year. Mm-hmm. And it was about the time the album came out, and I just remember, like, on the way to funerals, on the way back, when I was dealing, I'd just be listening to that album, and it'd be like, that is yeah. a really important piece of music. That was a really important album band to me. So I've got that now tattooed on me and the guys will never stop making fun of it. They're like, oh, have you got, you got a tattoo? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you got a hard monkey tattoo? <laughs> but it's like, it means so much to me. And it's like, 2013 was the bad year because I started to realise that on top of all of that negativity that was going on, I was still feeling just as bad before yeah. and after. It's like, it wasn't like I hit that moment of something bad happening to me then I felt bad it was like I felt bad something bad happened to me I still felt bad and then after I still it's like that's not normal that's Mm. not not normal and the way I dealt with it was like I I'm quite a big believer in escapism and I talk about this quite a lot with people is like uh you you you've got your reality and you've got your whatever you experience but then you find something to invest yourself in and you just escape into it and forget about yourself music as you just mentioned music and my one was football so, okay. So football, I was like waiting for the weekend every week because I'd just have three different screens on and have all the prem games. <laughs> Being an Arsenal fan, I was going to prove a struggle. <laughs> oh, it was horrific. Trust, it didn't help at all. <laughs> it, if anything, it was more of a negative. Maybe it was the course. Oh God. <laughs> no, but, but it's like I just invest in it, hundred percent. Like this is what I want to be doing: football, football, football. It's like it's my passion. It's my everything, hobby, whatever. Yeah listen to talk shows, podcasts, just forget about you, just listen to the football, get involved in it. And that's the way I dealt with it. So whenever anything went tits up, I'd just be involved in football. And that's I think that's where my passion for it began. Oh, I mean, for how you dealt with that then, for that then, yeah. for, so you've come in with this, this situation and then mm-hmm. you've come out with it with then a passion for football. Yeah. And, you know, you're heavily involved. I mean, football... It's just bloody great, isn't it? I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, I wrote an article in, in uh, sixth form. Yeah, it was about like football is just a unifier. Like it just brings yeah. everyone together. It doesn't matter what race, gender, whatever you are. It just brings everyone together, yeah. and it's just something positive. I think football, f- football, films, and music are happening in that bracket. They're just something because else. you spoke about um, the Arctic Monkeys AM album sort of being yeah, integral pivotal. to your yeah. pivotal. I mean, I can. Uh, yeah, what year was that? 2013? 2013. I want to say, I was going to quickly Google. I'm pr- I think it was like November, October time. I want to say a fame, well, 
Oh God, I've broken the mic. Mm. Album. So I'm a big rap, fa- uh, rap and R&B fan. Mac Miller. Uh, yes. Of course, the late Mac Miller, um, sadly. Watching movies with the sound off, which was the second album from Mac Miller. <clears throat> that, that, that changed my perspective on... Yeah, 2013. On, on, on everything, because he'd sort of done sort of like... Uh, like frat rap as in like it being like quite commercialized and stuff yeah and this one was so like lyrical and dark and it was mm. just a reality check it was a reality check it was it's like wow it was so like psychedelic it was just yeah. so it was really good lyrically as well and it that that's an album that i can sort of pinpoint my mm. mental state when i listen to it which means that i kind of can't listen to it too much now really because it's sort of yeah it's i knew it's how, a big trigger. yeah it's like a trigger yeah which is sad because I really, it's a great I, album. I really, really yeah. love the album. But um, <laughs> you know, you go back to those sorts of times, and mm. you know, it's difficult, isn't it? And especially when you've got a, a such a connection with an album, mm. you think, okay, I'm thinking, how was I? How was I physically? You know, yeah. what was that, my that, social? That's why I try and do it because it's like it was a coping mechanism for yeah. that. The music was so now. Any time I'm feeling like this, I've literally it's on my wrist. I look at it and I'll be like, you know what? I got through that. I'm gonna get through it again. Sort of reminder almost on my wrist so I did that but that's just regarding that's just a little thing about Art the Monkeys because i got to get it in there somehow <laughs> yeah fair play mate because <laughs> uh, they're amazing but uh, where was I year 9 uh, yes. year 9 so like I had in like secondary school I floated between friend groups at the start like year 7, 8, 9 and like I loved them all they're like they're all brilliant and then year 9 was the year that I met my best mate uh, Lewis yeah and like we would just have the, the funniest times like we have in jokes about everything um, and like our group then we built upon that was just amazing we'd laugh and stuff it'd be brilliant and it was all positive yeah and I think that was really helpful but it was also really detrimental because when I would have one of these bad days I sort of thought like I wasn't allowed to because it's all positive that friendship group it's all happy all the time and it's like I don't really want to bring this up because yeah I, I know I was at the maturity point where I was like I know something's up I know something's wrong and I'm bottling up and like I can't talk about it with anyone so that was really detrimental for those couple of years yeah um and it just like kept spiraling 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 and then it's like a big leap because that was just the same for a few years of just feeling shite a lot of the time and then it got to like sixth form and in sixth form was the first time I'd ever like spoken to my parents about it I'd, I was just like yeah I think I I hid it like I covered it up like I knew it wasn't I was yeah, I yeah. think I said it was like oh I'm fe- I need to go to the doctor because I'm feeling like mood swings I think I said it was or something like that yeah um and they were like okay we're gonna support you we'll go book you an appointment and stuff so I went there but with the doc the GP I was just honest I was like I really think this is like depression to yeah. be honest like I've felt I've googled it I've researched it and stuff because I've I've been worried about it and he was like right okay I fully understand um. And then they like offered me this like support website, and yeah. that put me off because it's like I'm, and I went on the website. And it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's bloody useless. You're like, hang on, mate, you're, not, you're not taking me seriously. Like, yeah, and that's what it sort of put me off. I was like, I had that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even joking. Like I got they printed off like some forms. Like I felt like it was yeah forms and sign yeah, you and yeah. sign you up to your email. It's like I'm not a test subject. Like yeah. I'm opening up to you here about how to help me, and you're just offering me some free sign up website. Yeah. Like I just thought, All right, you're not taking me seriously then. So I just sort of ran away from that. I was like, fuck it. Makes you feel a bit more alone, doesn't it? Yeah, like, dealt with it this long. I'll continue to do the same. Yeah. So I went away, sick form. And then just before I went to uni, 
I was like, okay, I'm going to go see someone again because it's too much. I'm going to uni now. I'm going to be on my own, away from family for the first time. So I went and to be fair, this part, they were really helpful, that GP. Like they were really helpful. And they were like, more so than the first, they were like, okay, right, here's the solutions, blah, blah, blah. Um, we're going to offer you these um, pills. Yeah. And like they can help, but they have lots of side effects of like drowsiness and all this. So I was like, okay, no, go for it. <laughs> I, was, I was like naive. I was like, go for it. Give me them. Give me all the pills. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, okay. So at uni first year, I was on them for a bit. Um, and it was actually Sam that noticed um, that something was up for the first time because I slept a lot in yeah. the first year. Like I slept a lot. And I, they'd be like, do you want to come back and play FIFA after a lecture? I'd be like, no, I just need, I need to go sleep. And then I talked about it with Sam and I opened up about it to them and they were like, wow and it was like it was a big thing for me because i i haven't even opened up to my parents yet and i was opening up to the guys yeah and it was like wow that was a big thing um and then like yeah it's just it kept going from there and it the big thing recently was like i, I did finally open up to my parents about it i was like i've been to the doctors like i sat them down i've been like i've been to the doctors this has been and this is what they said and my dad then, which was the, probably the most shocking moment of my life, not like bad, like shocking, like surprising. My dad was like, yeah, I struggled when I was a young man as well. Yeah. And he was like, I had the exact same thing. And he had never spoken about that with me. And it's not a discredit to him. I think it's just a generational thing that's quite interesting. They don't talk about it at yeah. all. Yeah. Like, I had never had a clue that anyone in my family suffered, but it's on the male side of my family. So okay. it's like uncles, my dad, stuff like that seems to get it and it's so i've got it now um which is really shite yeah but it's like it is a scientific thing and i think that's the way we need to approach it it's not a like you you get picked at random i think there is something genetic towards it uh yeah a genetic i think 100 percent. yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it's a bit like a bit about you know you know it could be nurture and nature as in Mm-hmm. depending on what your circumstances are and what you're surrounded with can force yeah. you to think a certain way. Definitely. So I think that's what... But our, that's, our society is especially bad with social media, oh, this 100%. sort of stuff. It's not helpful at no. all. But I, I think that's the way that I started to realise something was up was because I'd, I'd have no excuse to feel down. Like I'd Arsenal would have won, got great friends, had a great time or something, and I'd still feel down. It's like, this isn't normal. Why do I feel like this? Why do I feel tired? Why, and I'd just sleep it off. And that was through sixth form and stuff. So yeah. I, like, I really need to sort this. So you're in the same sort of boat that I was that... You, the only escapism was to sleep. Go to like, sleep, go to bed, <laughs> like, honestly. And that, that isn't a helpful way. Like, no. sport exercises the way for me. I yeah. love that. And just clearing my mind, go on a walk, do something you enjoy. That's my thing now. I don't take the pills and stuff anymore because I just don't agree with it. I, look, I read up all the side effects and stuff and I was like, this isn't for me. Yeah, I wasn't, um, I wasn't on those for long simply no. because I was useless at taking them one every, once every day. But yeah. I sort of felt that I need just a mindset switch. Mm. You know, it's it's a, it's a one thing to say, all right, just switch your mindset up. Yeah. But well, you're getting you're getting an exclusive story now, everyone. Oh bloody hell! Okay. So you you had your drunk story about the oh yeah um, yeah like trying to conform the to the radiator. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. leavers assembly. You probably heard it, Matt. Oh, maybe I have. I don't know. Um, we had in my friendship group this agreement before leavers assembly, um, to drink loads of alcohol, get drunk before assembly come in really drunk to assembly. And I was like, oh, this sounds hilarious. That sounds like a great sounds idea. a great <laughs> idea. Right. And it's all jokes and stuff. I don't, if anyone from Ivybridge Community College is listening right now, they know exactly where this goes because it's, it's 
it's gold <laughs> in a way i uh, i can joke about it now and laugh about it now because it's gone i can be mature and, but it wasn't good it was i drank like like the big bottles of vodka yeah like in a morning like in a 20 minutes or something because i was stupid and that was the closest i've ever come to being like because that morning i wasn't just doing it for the banter or yeah. the jokes or whatever i was like my head is on fire right now with how bad i feel and i was like i've got this bottle i just drank and yeah. i just kept drinking i was like this is the only ever and that is the only ever time i've ever been like stupid because of how I felt and that was before I dealt with it and it kick-started me seeking help because it's like oh, I've just drank a bottle I blacked out I threw up on the floor of assembly when everyone was there like, like the whole year and everyone just thought oh I just got drunk before assembly you know what, like, what a joker but it, <laughs> what but, a joker <laughs> yeah, what a joker but the reality of that situation was that I was feeling really shit that morning and like I woke up I was fine the morning before I was planning to drink not that much but I was planning to you know get tipsy before assembly but I'd drank a bottle of vodka like a big li- litre and a half or whatever of vodka straight yeah. um Bloody hell. because i just wanted to black out wanted yeah to get away from yeah, it i mean escapism yeah in the, in the wrong way. so scary i can't it stand it but that was the moment because it was like blacking out was more of a solution than actually dealing with facing it facing with it yeah. yeah so that was the moment i was like i need to black out i need to go and then i yeah then I woke up and got support and everyone was laughing and it was like, this isn't helping, need to run away from this. Yeah. Then I went to uni and then I sought, sought, sought help. And then at uni, the worst probably night I've ever had is Halloween. Oh, <laughs> Jesus I, Christ, yeah. Because I was exactly the same on that night. Yeah. Same feeling, same. I shouldn't have drunk because it heightened it. Halloween was a disaster for many reasons. That I don't think we will go into, but it was a disaster. Oh, yeah, on our group. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was, aside from that, that was a disaster of a night. But yeah. like I was feeling that yeah. down. Like that's then, the first time I saw you where you were like not... Yeah. Well. Yeah, I was very I was unwell. Like, and I was like, was and that, that last year? Last, uh, 2018? Yeah, that's actually mad. Last Halloween. And I was like, I just want to go. Cause like, full stop, not. It was the first time I'd probably noticed it in you. And yeah. Yeah, was I was good. like, hang on a minute. Like, there's another guy that actually like mm. has, you know, I, like I said earlier, I wanted to be the person that, okay, yeah. you can come and speak to me if you've got yeah. any issues. Well, yeah. That, I, I think... So. We got, we obviously really got on, but yeah. I, I think since then that's probably oh, a big turning like, point uh, to how we, how we get on on the Sp- space. Spider Man pointing at Spider. Yeah, <laughs> it literally is that meme, isn't it? It's like, uh, like I don't think I've ever like deliberately gone out of my way to black out simply because mm. when I first blacked out, like I'm not having that chat with my dad again. That's not happening. No, <laughs> like, no, that was horrific. <laughs> no, but, I um, spent all the afternoon throwing up. Horrible. Yeah, I can't stand throwing up either. That's just not fun. No, but but yeah. yeah, at uni that was that's the only time I've ever had. Yeah, like an absolute disaster at uni, and that was unfortunate because I was in front of everyone, and it was like I just felt like yeah going, and it was horrible. Yeah, we were like, okay, well, you're not going home on your own. Like we can't. No. We're not. That's not happening. That was and like, I'm gonna go. I think uh, as we're all in Falmouth, it's such a nice place to walk around. As in, yeah, there's the, uh, the Gilly beaches, Beach and the all these places. Lovely, and you know, so oh. Especially in the, uh, the old house I was in, I was <coughs> like, what, 10, 10, 15 minutes away from the beach. So mm. I could just walk there and just walk all the way up and down the beach yeah. and just have an explore. Because I quite like just walking around and seeing new places to explore and stuff. Yeah, I think that's, I, I quite enjoy oh, that. Yeah, I think it's quite, it's um, quite therapeutic. Yeah, it's just quite relaxing music, music in. Because when we went, so Sam's obviously on the podcast and we went to go see Travis Scott at the O2 mm. in June, July time. Uh, so Sam lives fairly nearby London. So he went back that evening and I stayed in London. Mm. And I hadn't really explored London really that well, that much. 
and I spent the entire morning just walking around and just mm. have music in, just walking around, you know, oh, having London. a look at what London's I could do. Amazing. Exactly. And it wasn't just like, again, doing that like exercise is mm. just clears the mind. Yeah. Especially for like a six hour, seven yeah. hour coach journey back. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, it, yeah, you needed something to do. Mm. It's, it's just, it's that stigma. That we keep going back to it. It's like, I can sit, you can sit here saying you struggle with anxiety. I yeah. can sit here right now and say I struggle with depression. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not so ashamed of that. No. I would have been five years ago. I would have yeah. been like, ooh, I don't want to say that. But it's like now, it's just a thing. And it's like, I laugh at the experience of my secondary school because I look at so many people, especially guys. Yeah. They are just walls. They are just like carcasses. Yeah. No, no emotion. their emotions. And it's like, you look at them and they're like, oh, I love football, me, yeah. or, like chavs and stuff. It's like, oh, you're so much more, your potential as a human being, let alone a whatever, is so much more if you just embraced your emotions and just didn't fall victim to them like we nearly did. Yeah. And we could have easily done. Some people do now, sadly. It's like, you just, and they take out the bullies. Like everyone says, oh, the bully, people who bully people are only deflecting their emotions. It's true. If you bottle up emotions, like I've done multiple times, I'm sure you have. Yeah. They can come out badly. And it means badly as in you take out on yourself, like the bloody assembly. <laughs> badly as in you take out on other people like that. And it's like... Or the radiator in my case. Or the, ra- or the, <laughs> or the radiator who looked at you funny. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty clear. Like, so, I'll, so I had this drink and then obviously I blacked out. Sat on the sofa. There's a yeah. video of me then. Someone said, oh, go do this. So it's like round to the right. Yeah. And I just like staggered and just went straight forward into a radiator, fell on the floor. And it was like... Have it. I woke up the next morning like that's not good. That that's now everywhere. But yeah. But um. So yeah, that night did not end very well. No. I got it was. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have a drink for a long while since mm. since that point. No. I, <laughs> I was imagine, like, can imagine what? I'm a disaster. I'm an absolute mess. But no, I've, that's the recent update for me. I told my parents about it probably two months ago, three months ago. Yeah. And they were nothing but supportive. You must have felt so much better about it. It as was well. ridiculously because I was nervous about um telling my mum especially because she's like a really successful author now bless her like I love number one fan I bloody Woo. love her shout out to Teresa yeah. <laughs> but like I didn't want to be a burden or a yes, stress on her yeah. she's got all the book releases out she's got all of this stress going. I don't want to be like hey. not, not wanting to be a burden is yeah, yeah and that, I, that I goes through my that. head yeah. I, like I hate talking about it to get people to help me because it's like yeah. you could be doing something else with your time right now you don't yeah. need to be helping me that sort of thing I don't want I'm not asking for attention no. it's more sort of actually need help yeah exactly and I was advised by my dad quite a lot you know or my dad think my dad especially to sort of go see a, like a counsellor or mm. and that, that never really no, I, I didn't click I'd rather have a session like this speaking to you than I would write because considering I know you and I know yeah I've, I've always had that because I've always had the thing especially paid counselling like you're paying money to speak yeah. to you it's like it's not I, genuine, I've had, I feel genuine. It's a bit of opinion. a dick move from me, this this attitude. But it's like, you if you were if I wasn't paying you right now, you wouldn't yeah. be listening to me. Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah. So it's like, oh, why it's are you here? why are you here? Sort of thing. And it's like, <laughs> you're help. And that's like my brain telling me that it's a dick move. But it's like yeah. my brain is telling that me that it's it embedded in it you to like overthink it. Yeah. Overanalyze you like okay like yeah. Hang on, wait, you're paid to sit and listen to me. Yeah. And you're like not going to challenge me yeah. on certain things because yeah, yeah exactly. I will then won't pay you it's again. Like, like that. Yeah. Those are your incentives. My, my brain. Like, like, I shouldn't be thinking out. thirteen steps ahead. No, no, like <laughs> too Dennis Burr camping it, but yeah. But no, that's that's where it is, and it's like I'm proud that we're able to do this podcast. Oh, I am. I feel better for talking about it. And I, mm. I will send this around, especially to my friends and my family, just so yeah, they can. I'll, I'll share it around because I just hope someone. I it would make my day if someone listened to this whole thing. Yeah, and 
they message one of us and be like, that's really cool. Yeah, that's actually like... Oh, that's helped me or something. Helped or like, yeah. Because that's, that's what we're here to do for this one. We we talk rubbish about football. Yeah. No one ever bloody listens to it. <laughs> we talk rubbish about football and this one, we're trying to mix it up and be yeah. honest and I think humanise ourselves, I suppose. Yeah, we're not... We're obviously not pros or experts, but we can speak no. from experience. And I think yeah. that's uh, that has its own value. It's just as important. Agreed. Because everyone's experience is different, but none are invalid. Um, it's so difficult. It is difficult. But I would heavily, as we said before, heavily urge if you've got a friend or got a family member you can mm. talk to and just trust and just have a conversation, yeah. have a cry, have a breakdown. It have, it, yeah, it sounds so hey, easy. You can have a progressive breakdown. I'm telling you that now. Yeah. Just go, you can just what you need to do is you need to go to a Halloween standard party. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and drink too much and then it will happen oh, and God, it's fine I don't, know, I don't know if that's the uh, <laughs> no, don't recipe do for success no, I'm truly honest that's just dark humour don't do that <laughs> but um, yeah I, I, honestly it's, it sounds easy to say because I remember when I was growing up everyone yeah. would be like just talk to someone talk yeah, to it's your like, mates it, it's yeah. like I'm fucking trying <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fucking difficult man <laughs> and I, I would oh, get yeah. so frustrated listening to that because it's like it sounds so easy but it is I'm not gonna you can't lie, it's the hardest thing I've ever done having no. to open up about that. Yeah, I agree. The most difficult. Yeah. Nothing will get harder socially, but you do it and it, it does help. Yeah. So I mean I, I I still get the preconceptions that okay. I think especially when I drink my feet my emotions like, oh what is that person thinking? Like what yeah. what do they think of me? And all you know, it's it's really uh, heightened, especially yeah, when I drink. So intensified. I need to not drink probably as much, but we'll see. Um <laughs> It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. It's a di- again, we've covered a really difficult topic here, and um, mm-hmm. hopefully we can have you know, a few nice, few nice messages to sort of say, okay, like you know, it is a positive thing we're trying, we're trying to do. Yeah, we, we it's our first go, so yeah, we might have been a bit off. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. I think you mentioned a few things. I was like, okay, yeah, like I should have also mentioned that. Like, I think we've both got very, very supportive and 100%. very positive families, and we know situations where, where kids especially aren't in that's both yeah like that i've boat. been blessed with yeah. my family like i remember having a conversation with my dad are. um how old have i been i've been in primary school or yeah. Ooh, uh, <clears throat> yeah late primary school yeah i'm sat there i'm thinking like all, all, all the rest of my like best friends at primary school they've, they're all parents all together i'm thinking okay mm. all right dad like why <laughs> like, mm. uh what we know am i you know am i unfortunate or am i mm. what is the situation that my parents aren't together yeah and then I realise it's probably the best thing that, and then usually through marriage, you know, they most quite often end in divorce, or whatever, mm. whatever. But I have such a good relationship with my mum, my mum's side of the family, and my dad's side of the family. Mm. And then to have like my brother, my sister, and my stepmom, it's I have such a fantastic core and a nice balance. Just people in my family, especially my grandparents. My grandparents would do anything for me. They take me to football. They do all yeah. these sorts of things. No, I do miss. That. And I'm just so lucky, mm. and so lucky that. I found I want them to be, you know, I want to make them proud. Yeah. And this is what it's sort of turned into is that okay, I'm not finding a way to not be here. I'm I'm trying to mm. I'm trying to give other people a reason to be proud of me and proud of yeah. what I'm doing. And definitely that's the key thing for me as well. It's like I Sorry, it's hard to put into words, but you sort of yeah, get what I'm going I, on. I didn't I, say I, it perfectly. <laughs> and it's like I I let that experience filter into everything I do now. Like before I trait i had that was so negative was that like i was really stubborn like i was just stubborn like i just i'd have my view yeah i'd stick to it and it'd be like that's the way i want to do things but now like after all that experience with trying to adapt my mental health i was like there's actually so much to be progressive about like i want to improve as a person all the time yeah so talking about mental health is an improvement being less stubborn is an improvement <laughs> like just improving is such an 
like thing I want to do. Exactly, I so totally I agree with you. Stuff like this is so vital, and I'm, it's just really positive Jordan vibes at the end. Hey, of mate, the day. We, hey mate, we're getting there. We are getting positive there. I mean, it's. Vibes. Uh, I think as much as we want this to be a positive and help people if they ever listen all the way through or whatever, you know, just spark conversation spark yeah, a, if we can spark it. one conversation then us doing this is worth it yeah. isn't it even if you want to laugh at me chundering in assembly go oh, for it me hitting a radiator feel yeah, free to um, follow my cowan szn <laughs> account on yeah. instagram that's right at the bottom have a laugh at that yeah because that's pretty horrific go for it but, but yeah that, also before we finish up i would yeah. just again like to reiterate uh, matt haig he's an incredible author who is very underrated and he's also got an incredible twitter account because he just bashes donald trump and stuff all the time we'll leave a um a link in the bottom yes. of the sp- I'll, I'll, uh, all the audio i'll the tag him as well on the twitter if i re- if i share the link and stuff it, you can get him up now it's yeah. so m-a-t-t-h-a-i-g on twitter he's hilarious i'm just trying to think of what other sort of mental health charities Brilliant. we can maybe quickly talk about because i think yes it's it, you know maybe if you don't have that person at Mind. home or person friend yeah, because... Speak to someone online. Speak to someone on the phone call. That's not underrated. We've been blessed with the support we've had. Oh, yeah, 100%. About it, and yeah. not, not everyone has that accessibility. Yeah. And I know I sort of briefly bitched about the website I was sent to by the um, GP, but like that was purely because of the way it was handled, not because of the principles of the website that are there to help. Yeah. So this one called Mind, you've got that. Yes. Uh, is the mentalhealthcharity.org.uk. So it's local if you're if you're here. Um, UK hype. I've been on this before, uh, not through the GP. It's yeah. a different website. I've been on this one, and it's actually really cool. Like it's really, in- I don't know, it's really involving. Yeah. Um, you spoke about escapism. I'll just I'll just quickly loop yeah, back real quick. Yeah, yeah. So I was going from my A levels. Yeah, AS was that first year yeah. of sixth form, and I had this podcast called The Front Three. It had uh, Statman Dave, Lawrence McKenna, Adam Boltwood. And this guy called Christian Hennage on it. Uh, Lawrence McKenna does the work, True Geordie. True Geordie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I knew that from. And then Statman Dave's gone to do like work for Man United and stuff like this. And mm-hmm. Adam Boltwood does like all the producing of like hashtag and all this. I think he yeah. does other stuff now. So Christian Hennage is one of my mentors for my uni course. And so I'd spoken to him a little bit, sort of. So he's a journalist, sports mm-hmm. journalist. And I spoke to him a little bit about just football in general. And then I saw a tweet that. So I, I felt that I knew him to a decent level simply because I listen to the podcast you know you're in that conversation mm. and then I saw him tweet about some like um, it's about his mental health and he was sort of saying that you know he's he's going through all this sorts of stuff and you know he's come out the other side mm. and you know I felt involved in that I felt that okay that's like a friend so mm. escapism to, and to be able to just to see someone else talk about it mm-hmm. help me it doesn't sound silly yeah. especially with social media yeah you, social media is a difficult platform all difficult platforms it's because you only see the help, highlights it's just as helpful as it is harmful seeing a tweet like that saying like okay I'm talk, going to talk about my mental health and mm. you know he's gone through like I think it was depression that he was sort of saying about yeah. I found that really important just to me it made me feel like, okay I'm not in this alone mm-hmm. like it's difficult where I, where I just wanted to stay in my room all day sleep all day mm. and what just get online for a few hours playing Xbox or PS4 or whatever yeah. and that that's literally like all I do yeah and I'm not saying that, you know, I had many other better things to do, probably revise, but I thought it would have helped. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah. yeah. And, I did, I, and I'm glad I chose this course down here at Falmouth, if I'm truly honest, simply yeah, because I had a choice either I was going to do sports journalism or I was going to do like politics. Mm. And I wanted to do something that was going to be positive and that I could really talk about at length and just enjoy. Mm-hmm. And doing this course is what's, 
and then obviously, obviously met you boys, set up the podcast, and all these yeah. other little bits and bobs here and there, here and there. Very special guest next week. Oh, oh, oh you, you'll enjoy the guest next week. Oh, so um, exciting. And that's back to football, by the way. That's back to football, so, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. sorry, sorry. We, well, we, I guess we could get someone else to talk about mental health at some point. Yeah. We might we'll, we'll we'll throw, some, tweets, tw- tw- throw forth, some Twitter yeah. DMs around. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just think it's important to see a role model that someone I look up to, especially not only as a person, because I think he's quite a nice person, yeah. and um, his profession, to see that, you know, you're not the only one out there. Mm. No, that's the main thing as well. No, no one's on their own. No. And like, the only difference is some people struggle to realise that they're not on their own. Yes. And that's the difference. That's the difference. And that, you know, it, it might not just be a phase. No. Because it's, it's not, I always thought, I was like, oh, it's just a phase. Like, I'll grow out of it. Especially, da, da, da. especially in like um, puberty. You're sort of taught to believe, oh, it's just puberty. Yeah. But then when you get out of it and it's still there, then I'd definitely be like, you know what? You know, seek some help in whatever way helps you that isn't yeah. harmful to you or anyone else. I'll be interested to see what um, a girl's opinion on stuff like that is, is it? because yeah. we, you know we're two white ma- two white males. Yeah, it's, it's we've never experienced oppression. Yeah. We've never experienced sexism. We've we're the most beautifully entitled people <laughs> in the world. I think we're very lucky to be in the situation we are in. We are very and lucky. I love to hear some people, other people's opinions. Yeah, you know, if you're just white, as, you know, white male as well, that you come out and speak mm-hmm. speak to us about it because I think it's such an important topic yeah. to talk about, and we don't talk about it enough. I mean, yeah, exactly. We can only. Exp- speak about it from our experiences yeah. from our background from our ethnicity and stuff like that it's, diff- it's more difficult for other people hands down yeah. undoubtedly and so if you're going to speak to us it wouldn't have to be on a podcast or if, it, if you wanted to be on a podcast that's more than welcome we can sort that out but yeah. you know it doesn't just just a even messages like just a chat yeah the most chill nothing, people in the world we're never going to judge we're never going to you know this is what we're here for that's why we're doing a podcast on it. exactly <laughs> I think it's such a, a step in the right direction 100% and it's something that I can put down and sort of say, okay, mm-hmm. I, you know, I took a step here because we're all on our own journey. Oh God, that sounds yeah. really philosophical and really sad. Yeah. <laughs> we're all deep, on our journey. Man, deep, <laughs> man. Should, should have hotboxed the sound out. Uh, okay, <laughs> mm, okay. We'll, we'll not, we'll, we'll not be doing that. <laughs> that was a joke, no. no. Um, so yeah, yeah. Again, you they got plenty of support. You have online phone call, online chat rooms, online phone calls, online chat rooms. You have mm-hmm. people, people you're friends with teachers but you got pe- if there's a teacher you trust yeah, feel free to open up it. and speak to them about speak to them about them and again like uh social services and these sorts of people mm-hmm. i personally was put off by just opening up to people that i didn't know Me that's too. why i avoided Me it too, but it's personal Doesn't some mean, people might love it yeah some people might go actually exactly. i need someone i don't know actually know to speak yeah. to this about and i'd encourage um escapism 100 percent positive escapism like positive escapism something yeah. not Assembly escape. Find hobbies, find hobbies, exercise. Things you love to music. do. Music types, bands, uh, going to concerts, whatever it is you love and is helpful to you and yeah. not harmful, not a bad thing to do. Yeah. Do it. Go for it. Like start start like a you know, if you've got if you've got the facilities, sort of start, start a chat a podcast. Like, start a podcast about music, <laughs> yeah. about whatever. I exactly. Think like our our chat is always talking about football or mm-hmm. you know, these sorts of things. Like I yeah, I love the creatives and throughout school I've always had this thing. I think the creatives like sport and creativity and art and stuff like that. It's so put, put off. It's so supposed to be so mathematic, so scientific, so robotic. Yeah. And it's like, I've always enjoyed like art, uh, music, poetry and stuff like that. And you're taught not to back then, sort of in a way you're put, put off by stereotypes and stuff. And it's like, you know what? Stuff like that is so cool to escape into. Yeah. Something to just involve. So whatever it is that you find, um, like escape, like, whatever it is you find you want to just run away to and just enjoy don't go for it yeah i mean i, I think we should uh 
also point out that we should hundred percent have a music yes. <laughs> podcast at some point. We oh, talk about definitely. Imm- Can't uh, wait because Matt is very rap, aren't yeah. you? American rap, and I'm very indie. So hey, we'll have a good mix. We'll have a good mix. We could combine and like we do. Oh, be oh, I'll be a brilliant podcast. We've, we've got we've got a few ideas in the works. We do have a few yeah. ideas in the works. Yeah. Oh, it'd be amazing. But um, yeah. Uh, what was it bloody called? Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Um, quote quote uh poet society i don't don't know the exact quote but it is my mum told me it when i was really young and when i was having problems with like i you know knowing what i was allowed to enjoy and not allowed to do in in terms of like english and poetry and stuff like that she'd be like uh, and like football obviously she was like the quote is like maths science and stuff makes life like possible to live but then, like music, poetry, English, and stuff like that, it makes life worth living. So that stuck with me for my entire life. Oh, so, now I can't find the quote because I'm a terrible no, it, honestly, I, edit. It's, uh, I'll find it. Oh. Uh, I'll have a look. But it, it's a brilliant quote and it stuck with me. Oh, is this it? Oh, there you go. We don't read and write poetry because it's cute, we read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. <laughs> the human race is filled with passion and medicine, law, business, engineering. Their noble pursuits are necessary to sustain life. Poetry, beauty, romance, love. These are what we stay alive for. Boom, so, mate. You never posit- thought we'd see this on this podcast. <laughs> no, positive vibes. Positive Fill vibes. your life with positive vibes and love and football <laughs> and stuff you love. And just, you're not alone, basically. You're not alone. Everyone's going to be okay. Well. Brilliant. I've thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. So I, hope I. Is, I hope it is beneficial to people. I really hope so. Um, if not, I think it's just a really great therapy session for me and you. Yeah, really. exactly. Get it out. Get it out. Get out. No more bottling up. Exactly. Brilliant. Well, we've been the foul throw duo uh, of the Game of Thrones, the branch. Um, we've really enjoyed speaking. Yes, we have. Yes, thank I've you I've enjoyed much for speaking. Thank you, you so much. If you got this far, fair play. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> we'll be on social media and stuff sharing this around, so... Thank you so much. You might have to play Star Treatment again here, Matt, because I've started the, the interlude too late. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to restart it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And also, you're not alone. We love you here at the Game of Thrones. All right. Take care, people. See you later. Cheers. All the Thank best. Thank you.